I'm not where I was, but I'm not where I'm supposed to be. The higher I go, less people get close to me. I turn to a ghost, cause GOD molded me. I turn off my mind, and I let my soul. What is up? Y'all are tuning into the Real Talk podcast. I'm Josh. I'm Chad. This is EP1. Talking about God's love. Yes, sir. First, like, let's, like, define what love is. You know what I'm saying? Are we talking about, like, love or, like, like, worldly love or biblical love? Biblical love. Real love. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, to me, love is an action. It's not a, it's not a feeling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because it's unconditional love. What the world calls unconditional love is what real love is. No matter how you feel at the moment, that's why it's not a feeling. Because no matter how you're feeling, you're not doing it based on if someone's doing you good or, or wrong. You're, you, you love that person. So no matter the circumstance, that's why we say unconditional. Because no matter the condition, you still love, them. You still love that person. And that's why I think it's an action. Yeah. The Bible defines love as patient, kind. It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It's not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking, and it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. Love never fails. Love never fails. Where's that from? That's from 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. I just like how it's so vast. Like, I mean, my points were like, you can't quantify it. Like, you can't put God or anything about God in a box. Yeah. And I think, I don't know what song it is, but um, I think it's by KB. And it's like, you know, basically talking about how, like, you're trying to put God in a box. It's like trying to put Shaq in tights. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's just, it's, it's impossible. Yeah, there's a verse that says that we can't we can't comprehend his love and I think that I mean the greatest example of his love was his sacrifice on the cross. Like at any moment he could have just called upon angels and immediately boom would have been there and he had he didn't have a reason to die for us because he did no wrong. And um John five thirteen says Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. That's like the greatest, that's the greatest action you could do because love is an action. So the greatest action you could do in your life would literally be to sacrifice yourself for someone else. That's literally like giving up your life for someone else is like the greatest action you could do. And it's like, that's how like we should be like showing and expressing love is like this like, we don't have to, like, die for someone, but, like, yeah. to show love in, like, every day to, like, your friend or, like, you know, say you got a girlfriend or your family members, like, people in your school is, like, sacrificing yourself for them, for the glory of God, you know? Like, oh, like, I don't want to go, like, talk to this person or say hi to this person. Like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, I don't, it's like, you know, it's, you got to sacrifice something. Exactly. For it to be love. That sacrifice is, whether it's time or effort or energy, it's, it's a sacrifice. It's something that you're willing to do no matter how you feel. And that's like, that's what makes the connection deep. A lot of relationships in the world are, 
driven by emotions, feelings like, oh, they make me feel this way, so I'm going to stay around them, or they they provide this pleasure, this this feeling of pleasure, so I want I want to stay around them, but that's that's temporary. It's not a real relationship. If your relationship is based off something that is temporary, then is it really a relationship? That's good. Like, what comes from temptation is temporary. It's, you know, you may be tempted to, like, uh, I'm tempted to, like, if I get pulled over for, like, speeding, you know, everyone's tempted to, like, lie to the cop. Yeah. Like, be like, oh. You make it like some crazy excuse, like get out of the ticket, like <laughs> yeah, like we're supposed to like take our punishment, like that's part of like one of the is it Tyler did a sermon on it. You know, talking about yeah, was it gentleness? Yeah, because like we have the power to argue, but like we're supposed to be gentle and take our punishment, and like know that like all right, I did something wrong, and even if I did, and this person's wronging me, like turn the other cheek. That's, yeah, that's literally what love is. It's like, again, just no matter, no matter the circumstance, it's like, I mean, it's that simple, but at the same time, it's easier said than done. Like, but I think that the only way that you can know love is to know God, because the Bible says in First John 4, 8, it says, whoever does not love does not know God because God is love. So if you don't have if you don't know the love of God, then how could you actually love other people? You don't know how to love yourself yet. So like love your neighbor as yourself, like bro. You can't even like love yourself. How are you gonna love your neighbor? Facts. If you don't know how to love yourself, how can you love your neighbor? That's deep. I don't know. It's like, it's almost cheesy to be like, God's love, John 3.16, but it's like, bro, it's like the quickest way you could describe like what was done on the cross, like, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. It's like, ah, oh, John 3, like that song with the yeah. John 3, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it's, the enemies like use that to like, make it like cringy or like, whatever but it's like no dude like that's the story of the cross like that's beautiful like the greatest like the most humble and like love-filled act that any man has ever done and it was the one that was 100 percent man and 100 percent god exactly like, that's crazy at any moment like he did no sin like it says that the Bible says that he still loves us even though we're sinners like he did no sin he had, he had no reason to go on the cross and he was still forced to be put on the cross and he, he accepted he accepted it he died for it he died for our sins that's love so that we could be free from them and that's crazy too because I said it earlier like the hematosis pretty sure it's like the scientific name for it but like sweating blood because you're under like extreme distress it's like that that happened to Jesus and like it wasn't because like he was nervous about like the beating he was about to take like no 
that was actually like nothing compared to like being separated from the father. Like there's you know, theologians that believe that he would like that distress was caused because like for like a moment Jesus would be like dirty and separated from God to take on like all like to take on the full wrath of God for like all the sins of every man. Like that's that's steep. To take on the sins of the world. He said, let this cut pass me by. He didn't. He wanted to know if there was a way that he could save people without having to be that sacrifice. He didn't. That's what love is. He didn't want, if he had an option, he didn't want to do it. But he knew that that's what he had to do because he loved the world. And he gave his son and Jesus accepted that. And he died for all of us. It's crazy. But I feel like we take it for granted though. It's like, like we say so many times, like, oh, Jesus died, Jesus died. But like, it just becomes a, oh yeah, he died for you. And yeah, he rose from the dead, but not like he, he died for you. Imagine losing your life. Mm. That's crazy. He died for you. And like, we can like, we've like, we got curious, like all these diseases now, like all these viruses. But we don't got a cure for death. Mm-mm. Like no matter what man tries to do, like we can't cure death. Even like the whole like cloning. I think the sheep's name was like Clover or something. Yeah. They like clone the sheep. But it's like even if we clone someone, like death is still a thing. Death still comes. You can't beat death. <laughs> you can like support yourself until like you eventually die, but like. It is like it is just so impossible for us to be death, and then God just like sent His Son to come down and just do it. <laughs> he still breaks His law every day. That's His love, the grace. No matter what we do, He would do it again and again and again. There's so much joy to be found in that too. Like when you like when you like truly know like what was done for you and that it would be done again. Like bro. Like I like I get you said that, I was like, I got joyful. I was like Phew. So I felt like after church, I think like maybe like two or three weeks ago, I was like Joey talked about the like true full meaning behind the story of the prodigal son. And like that's a reflection of like how God loves us. I was like, I walked out of the service like so joyful. Like I, I got so many texts from the enemy though, like trying to like knock me off, like like knock me off that. I was like, you know, fought. <laughs> it was like, that's oh, just so good. Like you don't you don't see relationships like that in the world because everything has ulterior motive. Everything has an ulterior motive. And it's, like, hard sometimes because, like, even in my life, it's, like, when people are doing stuff for me, I, I ask myself what are the intentions behind it, and it's kind of, it's kind of a, I mean, it's a blessing to have discernment, but at the same time, it's kind of, like, you, it's not always, you don't always like it because it's, like, you don't know, like, what people's intentions are, and, like, you're always, I'm always reading that because I know that, again, if you don't have, if you don't know God, then you don't know love, so it's, like, What's your, what's your motive behind what you're doing? And it's hard to build relationships 
in the world because you don't know who is actually how actually loves you, how she cares about you. You don't you you have no idea until you you know what I'm saying see by their actions. They can they can speak their words, but if they're not showing it by their actions, if they're not showing it by their fruits, if it's not from the spirit, what is it? What it, is it really love? What is it? Dang. That's a bar. <laughs> yeah. Cause you gotta see someone like sacrifice for you to like actually know that they love you. Like your your mom and your dad, like they sacrifice like sometimes like their dreams. Facts. Just to have you. It's like, bro, that's love. That's love. That's not like a I don't think love is a feeling. Because, like, how can a choice be a feeling? It's not. Like, you feel some type of way, like, when you're, like, when you like somebody or, like, you know. And I mean, like, like, and, like, you know, I want to date this person or, like, I want to be friends with this person. Like, you feel some sort of way, like, you feel like that. You may, I think you, you feel the option to sacrifice. Because it's, like, you go from, like, that like journey of like getting to know a person no matter if it's like you know it takes a while or it takes like a day it's like you get as soon as that choice hits you like you can sacrifice with this person will you i think that's when that feeling comes yeah yeah it's just hard to to know you know what i'm saying like i was saying before like if it's love or not because a lot of, like I said, the relationships and especially like dating and things like that, a lot of people are, they're not, they're not even like, they don't even fully want to, to love someone or they're not in the right mind to even love someone. But the idea of it, it's that feeling inside of them. It's like when you see people in a relationship or you see these videos or things like that, like when you scroll on TikTok or you scroll on Instagram and you see these little couple, couple pictures and all that, you're like, dang. I'm trying to get registered, but that's a feeling. That's like you feel you feel envious, or you, you know, what I'm saying, or you feel like you want to have that, and that's again, that's like that feeling is fleeting you, and that's why a lot of people jump ship like in relationships is like, oh, I'm here, then I'm here, like I'm dating this person. As soon as I get out of a relationship, I gotta find someone else. I can't let the feeling go. I gotta find someone else. Chasing feelings. Just as soon as like that gets hard, like that, that relationship, like oh, like you actually have to like love and care about this person now, or you can leave. Unfortunately, a lot of people pick leave because that's easier. That's the easiest way to go. There's no sacrifice needed. Oh yeah. If you can get a feeling, if you can get pleasure out of it constantly, and that's why that's that's why the world is the way it is now, where you don't have to build a relationship with someone. It's it's normalized to have sex with someone and have sex with the next person. Have, it's actually glorified. It's glorified to do that. Yeah. Because you get a feeling, you just keep going. You don't there's no sacrifice. There's no there's no problem with doing it because there's no it's not hard. It's easy it's the easiest thing to do. It's just yeah, it sucks. Because we're like are you 17? Yeah. yeah. 17, 16. It's like, we're not even adults yet. But like, that's our reality. And that's like, that's what our peers are like into. 
Because it's glorified in the world. You don't, if you don't know God, you don't know love. I kind of want to go back to the love by neighbor as I said. It's like, again, if you, if you can't love yourself, if you don't know what it means to sacrifice, boom, love God first and then, and then love your neighbor as yourself. So once you learn that God is love and you learn how to love God, like you, you're making these sacrifices for him eventually you learn how to love yourself because in the process of making sacrifices for God, you have to be set apart. You have to set yourself apart from the world. And that's a sacrifice within itself, even though you're, there's benefits of, and blessings that God will provide you with. You still have to sacrifice your flesh. You have to die to your flesh daily. And when you're sacrificing something, that's love. So if you can't sacrifice things for God or yourself, or and then yourself, I shouldn't say and yourself, because we tend to make ourselves idols. But once you sacrifice for God and you learn to love, then you can love other people with that same love. But a lot of times, and you find yourself in relationships, or we find ourselves in relationships where they they're not loving you and you're not loving them. So... No one's growing. Yeah. Um, I think I saw it on a just different podcast. But it said like there's no like growth without discomfort. Mm-hmm. And like there's no discomfort without risk. So it's like you're not going to get anywhere, grow anywhere, you're not going to do anything if you're not, like, putting yourself, like, in that position of, like, you know, crucifying your flesh and doing things that, like, are uncomfortable. Because if your definition of insanity is doing the same thing, expecting, like, a different result, like, how are you going to get closer to God, like, if you're still drinking every day? Mm -hmm. And if, like, you're not, you're not seeking wise counsel, like, of how to break out of those chains, like, you're not... You can ask God for stuff, but like He's gonna prepare you before He gives it to you. Like you, your human hands can't handle like God-sized burdens, and like too many people try to lift them by themselves. Like not there's not even like a support system around them that are like in their faith like that either. Don't treat God like a side piece. You can't want all the benefits with no commitment. Dang. People want all the benefits. They want the blessings. They're praying. But they ain't making no sacrifices to serve God. I think it's like a... I saw it on Instagram. I don't know like where it's from. But it's like... It might have been from just different too. I'm not going to lie. It's like if you only know God for his roses, roses and you never know him for your roots... Like, how are you going to survive one day? Mm. Like, yeah. You only know God for, like, the blessings, like, mountaintops you, like, hear and see in other people's lives. And, like, maybe even in your own life. But then you don't actually know him for, like, who he is. And, like, when you hit that valley, you just think God's, like, gone. You think God's, like, forsaking you. It's like, no. 
like my aunt died and I was like that's like that was a like a big valley for me like it's really bad season like there's a whole like first semester of school yeah it's like throughout all that like I was I was still blessed I still woke up every day I still had air in my lungs I still had like food and shelter I still had stuff that some people like live their whole lives without it's like no matter what you're blessed facts just waking up means that God still got something for you. And back to the, the roses, it's like, don't fall in love with God's hand and not his heart. You can love all the blessings and all that, but if your intent isn't to love God and you're just there for the blessings, then it's, is it a really a real, a real relationship? What are you, what are you in it for? I think it's good to think about blessings as like a benefit. It's like you should like hunger and like thirst for the main course. And then like, all right, besides there too, that's cool. <laughs> because that main course is so good. And like you just, you constantly hunger for it because of how good it is. But then like, you know, sides are like, oh, yeah. It's cool. Thank you. <laughs> Not saying like don't appreciate like God's blessings, like absolutely, but yeah. you gotta like you gotta know like who's serving you. Don't fall in love with the fruit and not get to the roots. I also want to talk about this within relationships, um relationships that are driven by fear. First John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love, but, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. A lot of relationships in the world are driven by fear. It's like, a job, I'm, I can get fired, or you got to ask yourself, like, who are you surrounded by? Also, fear of peer pressure. There's so many times where you find yourself in a situation where where maybe it's about faith, maybe it's not about faith, but it's like there you fear what, what people are going to think about you. And I think that's just like you got to take self-reflection, look who's in your circle. Because if you're driven by fear, then there's no love in the relationship. Bad company corrupts good character. If you're always fearing and trying to figure out what everyone else thinks about you and you're making decisions based on that, then you're probably not around the right people. I that's I mean, I honestly need to do that more too, just like taking like notes or mental notes of just like who I'm around, who I'm surrounding myself with. I you know, said this at lunch and just I wanna be around doers, not like triers. Because like if you're if you're doing, you've started the process of getting there like you you started get like you you're at point a you're trying to get to point b and like you're actually on the journey you're on the path but if you're trying you're just sitting down at point a looking back at like point z <laughs> and then just like saying that you're gonna do it but then you never actually do it because you're just trying because like My brother-in-law told me this of just like 
there, I don't know if it was a study or something, you know, out of the research like that, but um, if like there's two smoke or two people who are trying to quit smoking, and like one of them identifies as like a like a smoker who's trying to stop, and then the other one is a person who identifies that like they don't smoke, like period, they just don't smoke. The person who says they don't smoke is less likely to go back to smoking. It's like you know, me and you like we're saved. So we're not sinners. We sin. We're human, but we're not sinners. Because why would we identify with what we should despise? Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't want sin in my life. But like I know I'm gonna sin because I'm human. You know, like I'm, I'm imperfect. Like I got the flesh. <laughs> but like, I think that's like where a lot of confusion comes from too. Yeah, I think that goes back to. The grace, I mean, obviously, sin is just transgressions against the law. And Jesus came to fulfill the law. And through his grace, um, a lot of people use that and they take it for granted. They, they use his grace and say, oh, well, I can do as many sins as I want. I'm saved by grace through faith. I can. It doesn't matter what I do, right? But they think that his grace like eliminates the sin and makes sure that it doesn't matter but honestly it makes the sin it shows you the weight of your sin because it shows you like his how how abundant his grace is it's like shows you every time throughout the day like you're just con- constantly sinning it's like it just shows you like use his grace to grow from the sin not to grow closer to it not to grow deeper in it yeah, like that's the point of his grace is to like forgive you to steer you away from it. like the um I forget the name of the parable. Right? No, it wasn't a parable, it was a story. Like of what? It was the woman at the well. Nah. I think it was the woman at the well. Where she was like she was like either like a prostitute or like, you know, she Yeah, she had she, like five husbands before that. Yeah. yeah. And then Jesus, like, at the end of all that, like, after he said, like, you know, if you guys are, if all you guys are, like, blameless, sinless, like, you can cast the first stone. Oh, I know what you're talking about, yeah. And they didn't, because, like, obviously they're not, and, like, why would they, like, lie to Jesus? Yeah. And then Jesus was, like, um, leave and sin no more. Like, he forgave her, and, like, he protected her, and he loved her. But he didn't say, like, go back to what you're doing, like. Go make that six husbands. <laughs> like he said, like, no, go and sin no more. Like, stop doing what you're doing. Like, like showing, like, that grace. Because, like, Jesus could have, like, condemned her. He could have, like, like, Jesus. He has no sin. Yeah, like. Could have cast a stone at her. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's like, that's not what he's about. He's about, like, forgiveness and grace. And, like, that grace let that, I mean, I don't know what happened to that woman, but. That grace helps me grow away from my sin. It helps me uproot the sin in my life and cast it out and sin no more. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, five ten. So I have to wrap it up, my bro. Um, any last things you have to leave him with? You know what I'm saying? Any bars? Don't put God in the box.
Don't put that in the box. Is that it? I think that's a wrap. All right. That's it, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. Peace. Peace. Even if I run.